Hello, and welcome to the final podcast for the 2018 examination. So that's the first year of the new AQA spec. And what we wanted to do was to just take you through the actual structure of the exams and how to answer the questions. Um, I think it's worth saying at this point, I am aware that it's not just our students who listen to these. So although we're going to be talking specifically about the topics we've done, the actual how you answer the questions is going to be the same, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Okay, so uh, let's kick off with paper one. So what's in paper one? Okay, so for our purposes, it's going to be Germany. It's going to be the first section and then conflict in Asia. Mm -hmm. And um, the first bit that you'll tackle, I'm sure, will be Germany. And for the Germany section, there's going to be six questions. The first three are connected. They're all source-based questions, so they're Mm -hmm. going to test your source analysis and evaluation skills. And then the other three are knowledge-based. And I think it's worth saying at this point that those first three, based on the two interpretations, you must do in order. Yeah. I I can't emphasise that enough, because if you don't do them in order, you're going to come a cropper. Yeah, they they build on the previous answer. So you're going to be given two interpretations, and it is really important that for both of them, you read the interpretations and Mm. the little provenance bit that goes with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so the first question is a, it's a standard four-mark sort of comprehension question. It's going to ask you how do the interpretations differ. Yeah, and they will in an obvious way. Yeah. There's none of the example ones we've seen are trick questions in any way, shape or form. No, the, 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 the standard format is going to be one's going to give you a probably a positive view of something and one's going to give you a negative view yeah. of something. And I th- it's a good question to start your exam with yeah. because even if you open it, you read those interpretations and you go, oh, I can't remember this, I haven't got a clue what it's talking about. It's basic comprehension. The answer is there in the content of the, of the interpretations. Yeah, and it's only, it's, it's only four marks, so five minutes yeah. is how much you should be spending on this. And you just need to be writing a nice paragraph explaining how the content of the two interpretations is different. There's no need to talk about provenance that comes in the next question. Yeah, um, you can include some knowledge, but it's it really is just comprehension. Yeah, and the key is is to explain explicitly how they are different. So pick out things from the sources to show how interpretation A is different in its message to interpretation B. Yeah. And then the next question is, why mm. are they different? And this is when you need to use the provenance little yeah. section because it will tell you very clearly who, when, and to what purpose the interpretation was created. So again, it's it's almost straight comprehension. Yeah, and it you know I mean it, with the Germany topic, it's probably I mean it's not for sure going to be on the Nazis, but if it is on the Nazis, you, it, one's probably going to be somebody who was involved. In the Nazi party or in the Nazi youth movement or something along those lines. And one person is going to be opposed to the Nazis. It really is as simple and straightforward as that. Or it might be as simple as here's one from somebody involved at the time and here's one from a historian with a longer view. Yeah. It will be as simple as that. And it's, again, it's uh, four marks, one paragraph, five minutes. Yeah. And it's you know if if you do a simple discussion of, of problems, you know well this source is biased and this source is biased because this person was this and this person was that, then you're going to get around half marks. To get the top marks, you need to really genuinely explain why they are different. You know, mm. talk about what the different purpose, the motives are 
who yeah. the intended audiences are. The the specimen one was an interesting one because on the one hand you have a a journalist and on the other hand mm. you have Albert Speer who was a Nazi yeah. and is very obviously attempting to shift blame away from himself yeah. and pin it on Hitler. You know, so it, it will be very clear, I think. That yeah, the, the, those first two questions they shouldn't give you any problems. No. They're five marks each, four marks each. Sorry, and five then, minutes each. <laughs> and then the third question will be, which of these two interpretations do you find most convincing? Yeah, and this is an eight-mark question, so about ten minutes on this one. You don't really need to be talking about provenance here. This is a knowledge-based question. Um, you just need to be showing the examiner which one is, is closest to the truth, in your opinion. Mm. But you need to, obviously, discuss both the sources. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's making sure that you cover both that gets you over the half marks again. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And if you have a judgment on the end as to which one is most convincing, then you know you're you're explicitly answering that question, giving yeah. yourself the best chance of getting the top marks. And then you're done with those interpretations, and it's into the knowledge questions, yeah. which generally most people seem to feel more comfortable with. Which is strange because the the source questions are actually very very easy. Yeah, it, it gives you most of it there. Um, the first of the knowledge-based questions on Germany is the one I always say is the closest the exam board comes to just saying, here's four marks, have them, mm. take them away. Because it's described two issues, two problems. And it's literally that. Here's a fact, here's an explanation. Here's yeah. a fact, here's an explanation. Four marks, thank you very much, yeah. off to the bank. And, and again, don't be wasting time on these questions. No, absolutely not. Five minutes, yeah. get it done. Show off what you know about the two yeah. specific things that it tells you to talk about and then get yeah. on with the next question. History Ninja. Get in, do the yeah. job, get out. <laughs> and then we move on to an eight mark question. Yeah, which is an explained, yeah. isn't it? So again, eight marks. You think of it, you know, every four marks is roughly five minutes, so ten minutes on this. And there is a standard way of answering all of the explain questions. Yeah. And, and, you know, you come across explain questions on both papers. Yeah, in every section. Yeah. Eight marks, ten minutes, and what you have to do is aim to explain two or more, but always two, mm -hmm. relevant features, consequences, whatever it is that that explain question is asking you to focus on. Yeah. Um, you know, you do that the two you're giving yourself the chance of the level three and the four. If you only give one explanation, then you're going to limit yourself again yeah. to half marks. The the key to getting the top marks in this particular explain question on Germany is recognising, because it will be something to do with change. Mm -hmm. It's always in what way. In what way did this change? And it's talking about the change for those groups and recognising that change is different for different groups. Yeah. So if it's talking about how do things change for racial minorities in Germany, well, it's significantly worse for the Jews than it is for the Gypsies, even though it's bad for the Gypsies. So recognising the, the variations in how much things mm. change, that's what gets you the seven or eight. Yeah. And, it, you know, and I really want to hammer this home, it's, it's the, the rule of two. You know, yeah. It always has to be more than one relevant explanation in all of these questions. Yeah. And even if you can't give two fully developed explanations, yes. at least try. Because yeah. if you give one developed explanation and then other relevant points, that's going to add up. And it, that's going to push you over that yeah. hurdle into the top right. half. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and then we're on to the Germany essay question, mm-hmm. which I really like and always have done because this this style question's been kicking around for years. Yeah, and it's the easiest kind of essay question that you're going to get. Yeah, it's two bullet points. Which of these two is the most important? Yeah, and it's it's really very simple. It's three paragraphs. First bullet point: This is what it is. This is why it's important. Second bullet point: This is what it is. This is why it's important. Third paragraph is your conclusion. Yeah. Overall, this one's the most important because of this, this, this. You literally cannot go wrong. Yeah. You can, I mean, it, you just have to do what it tells you to do. 12 yeah. marks, 15 minutes approximately. You know, you may yeah. well spend a little bit longer if you get through the four mark ones quickly. But uh, yeah, the, the better your knowledge. And if you can have a sustained judgment all the way through, you always yeah. constantly refer back to the question. Yeah. But so this, this is important yeah. because, this is important because. Yeah, and then that will give you the chance for the level four marks. Yeah. And then you're on to the second part of paper one, which uh, for our students is going to be conflict in mm-hmm. Asia. Yeah. Um, and there's four questions on this paper, isn't there? Yeah, and it, it follows the same format as the Germany one. So half the questions are based on sources, half the questions are based on supported knowledge answers. Yeah. Um, and the first source question is, again, a really easy four marker. And it's simply, you'll be presented with a source and it will say, this source opposes or supports X. How do you know? And it's basic content. Just what say what you see. Look at the source. Yeah, and what makes this question really accessible is there's different ways that you can pick marks up yeah. here. So you can use the content. You can use some of your contextual knowledge. You can use the provenance. It's all relevant. You just have to say... That, you know, show the examiner that you understand what the message yeah. of the source is again. So. And and again, because they generally tend to be, these will be pictorial sources usually, and they'll often tend to be political cartoons and caricatures, it's going to be really obvious. Hmm. Because if it's, this source opposes the USSR, how can you tell? Hmm. The USSR will be shown as being stupid, or shown as being yeah. fat, or useless, or something yeah. really obvious. But, but just, just make sure you, you explain, though. Yeah. Don't don't fall into that... Of just saying Yeah, it. a couple of bullet points, think that'll do. You, you need to explain. Yeah. You need to explain how you know. And then we're on to the next question, which is an interesting one, because it's two sources. Mm-hmm but you're not being asked to compare them, really. You're being asked to just say, how useful are these sources? So it's parallel. Mm. They're basically asking you to look at two and talk about how useful they are. And we come back to that point I I keep making, which is all sources are useful for something. Yeah. And this, this is another one of those questions that's been knocking around for a while. And there is a there's a standard way that you can answer. They're, they're, they're most challenging technically, but you need to have knowledge, content, and you need to have provenance. Yeah. And you need to cover those two things in detail to give yourself a chance of hitting the level threes and the fours. Um, in terms of knowledge, you just have to think. Well, what do I know? Relates to the content of this source? Is it truthful what's being left out you know how can i expand on this and show the examiner that i've got good knowledge of this particular topic and then with the provenance it's the same as you always do you know who's the author is that author biased um where are they from when are they writing what's the context why are they writing do they have a reason to lie purpose is key yeah 
and a really a really good tip to really get purpose is to think about who the audience is as well yeah who are they actually writing for mm-hmm. because it's not always necessarily writing for themselves you know you might yeah. get a source of like Nixon's speech and he's basically blowing his own trumpet yeah. making him sound great but then other sources they might actually be for an audience yeah. you know they're trying to persuade people well, actually, what we did was the right thing or they were in the wrong so think about the audience as well as the author when you're doing the purpose yeah um Oh, and sorry, you just you have to with each of the sources make sure you actually give a final judgment of yeah. this is how useful yeah, it is. That's right. I mean, this, it is the most technically demanding, but I think what what's good about this is you can get level three knowledge and level three provenance to hit the level four mark, but it doesn't have to be you know on both sources. Yeah. You can mixed and match. You can get level three knowledge on one source and level three knowledge on another source, yeah. and that will hit the top yeah. level. As long as you, as long as you're reaching a level three with both of the sources, that's that's the yeah kicker. in one of the strands. Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, and then the next question is the first of the account questions, mm. and the key thing with the account questions is that it is a, a a sort of a logical, coherent, chronological. I think is the key here. Yeah. As long as it's a chronological cause and effect, this is why this happened. Yeah. I my gut reaction is that on Asia, it's going to be an account of how the USA got involved in the war or yeah. how how the UN got involved in, in because that's yeah. the chronological yeah. thing. Don't fall into the trap, though, of just giving a narrative of events, yeah. right? Because yeah. what you have to do is have explicitly explained points, yeah. you know, why this led to... So it is not just this and then this and then this. It needs to be this causes this because. Yes, which leads to this because. And I think for the account questions, the word you have to remember is because. Mm. You, you, it should feel like when you're a primary school kid and you're just saying because, 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 because. If you do that, honestly, it's gonna help. Yeah, and just like all the other eight mark questions. It's that rule of two again. You yeah. Make sure you explain. Yeah. Two. Two reasons two why. Yeah. Explicitly explain points in chronological yeah. order. Can't yeah. emphasize that enough. And then we're on to the essay question, which is um, sixteen marks and four marks for spag. Don't mm. forget. So this is a chunky one. Uh, it's twenty marks in total. It's uh, you want to be spending about twenty minutes on it. And it's your bog standard 16 marker you've been doing since year nine. Mm. How far do you agree with this statement? Richard Nixon was the greatest president the USA ever had. How far do you agree with this statement? That will not be your question, by the way. But yeah, but he was. <laughs> so, you know, spend about 20 minutes, maybe a bit more, because it's got so many marks attached to it. Um, start by explaining in detail the stated factor. Yeah. You know? Start with that. Start with what's in the question. And then you move on to other important factors. Yeah. And, and try to give at least another couple. Yeah. You know, that will really push you towards the top. And then, of course, you finish, as you do, with every essay, a conclusion on how far you agree. I, I always recommend to my students that before you start your 16-mark essay, you just spend 30 seconds planning it. Yeah. Draw a little cross... It. 
do a bullet point down one side so this is what i'm going to say about this bullet point down the other side these are the important factors the key things i want to say in the conclusion and if you do that you will first off ensure that you cover both sides and you'll secondly make sure you don't miss anything out yeah because if you're just writing from your head straight onto the paper it's too easy for you to skip over something if you remember it yeah and you know in, in a lot of ways as well this is another explain question like those eight markers it's that rule of two again you have to give a balance mm-hmm. both sides of this argument if you like and the quality of your judgment yeah will determine how far you progress into the various levels so into level four yeah if you get that with the knowledge so that would be paper one that's your first one hour and hour and three quarters what do you think, from your experience, is the most likely pitfall on paper one? Where do you think people are likely to come a cropper? Right. Uh, one thing that I've seen a lot in the past is people not giving enough time and effort onto the essay questions. Yeah. They get sort of sidetracked by the smaller marks. Yeah. You know, full mark, oh, I really know this, and they spend far too long, and they go into yeah. far too much detail on some of the you know the, the lesser weighted questions and then they just run out of time as, as a piece of exam technique i recommend to people that they have a watch mm. which they put on the table in front of them but they set to like nine o'clock so you're not using the key you're not using the one at the front but you know how long you should be spending on a question it's five minutes if it's this it's five minutes if it's that so you can actually start writing the question look at it and go right i've got five minutes from now and just do that time is so yeah. important in this exam and that's why practicing answering questions in time conditions is critical yeah you just you've got to be doing it all the time yeah um so paper two then um you will kick off with the theme study which i know is the one that people are worried about the most but i really don't think people should be because it's not about the detail no it's broad it's, a, it's about the connections. Yeah. That's what this one's about. Um, so this one kicks off with a source question, and we've already seen it. Yeah, it's the how useful question. Yeah. But this time it's only worth eight marks. And it's one source. And it's one source. So it's easier than the one that's on yeah. um, paper one in that respect. You're just focusing on one source. But the, the technique is exactly the same. Yeah. You need to have a real good developed piece of knowledge in there good section on knowledge and content and then you need to have a real good developed bit on provenance so bias reliability purpose audience context a mark two paragraphs as per usual paragraph one content Mm. knowledge paragraph two provenance and then make sure you have that judgment yeah so that yeah it's don't be scared by it and remember all sources are useful your judgment is just how How useful useful. is this to a historian studying whatever the question says do make sure you refer back to the question. And then we're on to another explain question. Yeah. But this one is explain the significance. Yeah. Now, we've we've hammered time and time again over the last two years the difference between importance and significant. Important means it matters at the time. Significant means it matters over time and later. Yeah. So there's a little trick here, isn't there, for answering this one? Yeah, um... When you're doing this, you should always think, right, well, significance, it's going to have significance at the time, but it's going to have a longer-lasting significance too. So if you if you take the, the general technique for an explained question, eight marks, you have to have two explicitly explained relevant aspects. 
So you could have one, why it's important or significant at the time, mm -hmm. and then why it's significant in the longer term. So one short-term consequence and one long-term consequence. And if you do that, you've demonstrated that you understand yeah. significance. Yeah. And, if, you know, you know, don't forget, it's a knowledge-based thing as well. So the better the quality, the depth of knowledge, the more likely it is. But it's essentially, it's the same kind of mark scheme. They want to see two explicitly explained points. But I will say, you must really focus on the question for this one. Yeah. Make sure that you're mentioning why it's significant yeah. and you're not just getting involved in some kind of description yeah. about some aspect linked to the question. The The mistake I've seen is exactly that. I've seen, uh, I, I set some people, uh, the significance of Charles the, the execution of Charles I for royal authority. Mm -hmm. They describe the execution, they try describe the trial. Yeah. That's no good no, to no, us. No, we no, need to know no. what it means to royal authority then yeah. and later. So then, there's no king. End of royal yeah. authority. And later, massively reduced because mm. it's been proved that the king is subject to the law. Yeah. Focus on the question. Yeah. Never before has actually reading the wording of the questions been so important. Yeah, It really is from now on. Um, and then we come on to the compare question. Now, this could be it'll it'll be look at one of it'll be look at two of the case studies that we've talked about, and it will be compare them. Now, the exam board has said that it could be similarities or differences, but it seems very likely that it's going to be similarities because basically differences are too easy. You could, you could have almost anything as a difference. So it's much more likely they're going to ask about similarities. Yeah. And the similarities could be to do with causes, events, or consequences. Yeah. You can pick. You can go with whatever you want. But you need two points of similarity. Yeah. It's, it is, again, it's a standard explain question, really, when it yeah. boils down to it. They want you to explain two or more relevant similarities yeah. in depth. Yeah. And um, excellent knowledge and recognising, again, that maybe some similarities are more significant, you know, yeah. in the sort of broader historical context. That's what's going to secure. And there are, there are so many common themes running through. Yeah. Things like the working classes, the lower classes rising up against the, the upper classes. You see that in the Peasants' Revolt. You see it in the English Civil War. You see it in the Trades Union Movement. You see it in the Chartists. So it could be something along those lines. And those, those change factors tables yes. that you've been doing, that can help you there yeah. as well. Yeah, know, to the, spot the similarities yeah. over time. Yeah. Which I suppose actually brings us quite neatly does, onto yeah. the 16 marker on this one, which I think is easier than people think it is. Yeah, you'll be given a change factor and the statement will be this change factor is the most important in terms of whatever Yeah, how far do you agree and all you have to do is start off by talking about that change factor and then talk about the other change factors yeah. and it's again it's just like the 16 yeah. mark essay question on paper 1 Yeah, you know you get your force bag here as well and it's that the rule of two you know yeah. start with with the factor that's stated and then give the balance yeah and try and include as many supported examples yeah from the case studies the 12 case studies that you can and give a give a conclusion yes at the end that and again plan it just a nice little nice little cross one side mm. um the factor that they stated the other the other factors and you've got that nice little grid that you filled in which says these are these are the times that war comes in. These are the times that religion yeah. come in. These are the times, and don't forget that they change over time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you you find 
as and it's not necessarily a hard and fast rule, but in general, in the earlier case studies, you know, war, religion, those kind of typical yeah. medieval preoccupations yeah. are more important. And economics yeah. stays fairly constant throughout. Yeah. Um, communication becomes more important yeah. as it goes on. And what you can do here is you can prepare yourself for this one by, can't yes, you? by having yeah. like a... I mean, you can't have an exact pre-planned section because you don't yeah. know what the exact focus of the question is going to be, but you can have a good bank of evidence in your yeah. head for economics, yeah, for religion yeah. that you'll be able to pull out. And you know and which ones are less important. Mm. So, for example, uh, chance. We Very rarely were we able to find anything for that. Yeah. So you know that that one's that one you can throw in if you do, but it's unlikely to be yeah. the focus of a question. What would you say the best ones? Economics. Economics is always going to be good. Yeah. War, yeah. Religion, religion is always going to be good. Yeah. Um, government. I think government, good. and yeah. I think ideas yeah. as well, because there's certain threads that run through. Yeah. Right. Like if you just take equality, you can draw a direct line mm. from John Ball through the Quakers and the Seekers yeah. to the Suffragettes. Yeah. Yeah. Representation, yeah, representation. That's a good one. Government, as well. yeah. yeah, government representation. Um, and that brings you on to the final section, which is the Normans. Yes, four questions. Yeah, um, same kind of setup as the first part with the theme study. You're going to get a source, and then you're going to get some knowledge-based questions again. Yeah, to finish off. With. Uh, the source question for this one is purely knowledge-based. Mm -hmm. It's how convincing. It's exactly the same. As the last one of the German questions. Yeah. So no no need for provenance. Ten minutes. Use your knowledge. Expand on the points that are in the interpretation. Show off your relevant knowledge. And that rule of two. Aim to develop two or more yeah. relevant points. And of course, the judgment. Always refer to the question. Yeah. How there is no provenance in this bit whatsoever it's yeah. purely honestly just go through it when you give us get it and underline the bits that you know to be true and then talk about two of those mm. job done yep and and then the, the next two questions are you'll be familiar with yeah. them by now as well it's an explain and this time it's importance yeah so why does it matter then yep so explain the importance of Norman uh, religious changes. Yeah. Explain the importance of the feudal system, whatever. Yeah, and it's eight marks, so ten minutes. And again, you should know this by now, it's two or more yeah. relevant consequences to give yourself that chance yeah. of the higher levels. And then the next question is an account question. Mm -hmm. Same again. Chronological, in order, cause and effect. This, because of this, because mm -hmm. of this two main reasons yeah. and I'm going to remind you again don't fall into the giving a narrative yeah. trap you need to be explaining yeah okay it needs to have explanation because yeah. because because and then we're on to the site specific question which is Durham Cathedral therefore your site specific question is going to be about religion mm-hmm it's going to be about Norman changes to religion. It's going to be about monasticism. It's going to be about the reforms to the English church. It's going to yeah. be about the purpose of the cathedrals. It's it's going to be all of that stuff. Yeah. And you want to be bringing in the other topics. So what effect did the cathedrals have on uh, economics, the growth of towns, landholding, lordship, all yeah. of that stuff? And it's a 16 marker. So you'll be presented with a factor, a reason, an idea behind cathedrals. Is that the main one? Yeah. 
and I mean, we have no way of knowing exactly what the question is going to be but I mean that's a pretty good bet you know the, yeah. the, the main reason they built cathedrals was for this reason yeah. and then you could maybe bring in you know all of the other reasons not just religion or economics or whatever yeah. um, or you could be more open it could be you know the Normans radically changed religion, religion. how it, does cathedrals yeah. show this but yeah. you know that's just as good yeah, it's very thing. open and and you can just bring in all of your relevant knowledge to do with Durham Cathedral and how it relates to your broader knowledge of religious changes under the Normans yeah um, and of course to get the balance on that you'd have to say maybe what stayed the same yeah know? but it's whatever you do it's this is another one you can prepare for you mm -hmm. know you know it's going to be something to do with religion and Durham Cathedral yeah and you've basically got a mind map of this question in your book it's what it was the last thing we did on it so that mind map will help you answer the question mm. you're there you're done there's no excuses on it no there really isn't and mm. there's four marks of spelling and grammar on that one as well is there four on that one yeah um so yeah that's pretty much it again the key thing is leave yourself plenty of time for the essay questions yes yeah, without a doubt and you know when you come to doing paper two as I'm sure you've realised just from listening to this there's a lot of repetition in the question yeah. types so you know especially on the Norman bit you've got an account and importance of how convincing and you've done yeah. all of those style of questions previously yeah. in other sections or on other papers yeah um, but yeah you it's the essays again yeah the essays is what's going to make or break yeah those higher levels and the the other final piece of advice I would give, and I mean this from the deepest level of my soul, the only way to guarantee you get zero marks is to write nothing. Yeah. Even if you haven't got a clue, stick something down because you can get one or two marks just for disconnected facts. Yeah. As and, long as they're relevant. And and if even if <laughs> that they will build up. Yeah. And you know a. a a low level is better than no level. Absolutely. So yeah, don't don't just leave things blank. No, just just do it. Yeah. Just just go for it. And you've you've practiced all of these over and over again. You've got examples of all of them in your book when you've tried them. You know what you're doing. The stuff's there. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. It's just over to you. Prepare. Yeah. Revise. So for the last time for the class of 2018, thank you very much for listening. Good luck in your exams. Goodbye. Wipe the tear, baby dear, from your eye. Though it's hard to part, I know. I'll be tickled to death to go. Don't cry. Don't sigh. There's a silver lining in the sky. Bonsoir, old thing, cheerio, chin, chin, na, poo, toodle, goodbye.